Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 15 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, MBG, and Joy with me in the virtual studio today. We're 213 days away from week zero of the 2023 college football season. But luckily, we still have plenty to talk about, guys. How's everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> All right, so I thought we'd start this week, kick it off by... Maybe each of us talking about one big change that your program is going to be going through this offseason or from the end of last season to next season. So give us a little offseason content here. So, Casey, why don't you start us off? What do you guys have going well, on? I, I think the obvious I talked about last week with the offensive coordinator, trying to go a little something different. And you think about a quarterback that got only one start in Cade Klubnik. Uh, but I'm going something different. I'm thinking the defense, year two in a de- new defensive system. We had some surprises coming back, including three defensive linemen. And I think it's a good thing because Clemson was supposed to be all world at defense this, on defense this year. And it ended up not working out as planned, more or less because of injuries and some depth issues on the back end. So I'm just excited about year two in this new defensive system with some depth and some experience. All right. Joy, what do you guys have going on? Oh, just the number one transfer portal class in the country. So I'm just excited to see all these newbies coming in, experienced newbies. I feel like I feel like that's going to be pretty promising. And, you know, Brian Kelly had 39 scholarship players this year and basically built his team around the portal. So interested to see what he can do with that next year. I have a question. What? What's the transfer portal? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ms. Simpson. Oh, she thought she was being targeted there, Casey. I did. I, did. I was prepared. Casey, did you just have this fall out of your chair? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. The what? <laughs> yeah, I know that what was awesome. And my head touch here almost didn't hold me. So I almost said Catastrophe. I'm crying. <laughs> All right, MBG, what about you guys? What about the Aggies? I know everybody's excited to hear about it, so I'm going to make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> Utah State just needs a new offensive identity. I think Blake Anderson is going to take over play calling duties this year. So we'll see if they can get back to actually moving the ball, scoring some points. This year was a little, little rough on the offensive side, so we'll see how it goes. One or two players away, MBG. One or two players away. Yeah, I mean, listen, you were yeah. the best Aggies in the country last year, so you know you got that going for you. We'll take it. I mean, we'll take <laughs> it. Level of excitement was off the charts there. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so for my who's, there's there's almost too many things to choose from. I'm going to use my time to give a quick shout out to our wide receivers coach Marcus Hagans who just uh, left for a job for with Penn State this week I think the thing with him is he's a receivers coach but he's been the continuity link for us for three 
coaching staffs at this point. He's been there for 12 years and he's, I mean, he is Mr. UVA football. So, you know, our receivers have been great over the years. They had a down year last year, but uh, Marcus Higgins is like one of the good guys in the game. So hopefully I'm going to see him kill it at Penn state and hopefully come back one day. So I'm going to end it on a depressing note. I've been sad the last couple of days with, with my guy biscuit leaving, but hopefully he's going to do big out. things. At Get it out. <laughs> I did, man. I sent like 10 tweets the other day about it. So this I think it's out of my system. <laughs> no, it's not. not. A safe space. <laughs> this is actually the opposite of a safe space. I think we all learned in the last week. This is far from a safe space. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. Each of us, as always, going to nominate player, coach, team, conference, mascot, somebody who did something particularly dumb in the past week. We'll take a vote and see who wins. So, Casey, who you got this week? Uh, I just flip-flopped again on you guys because I was going to go with the the one that I sent you earlier, but I'm actually going to go with my original. I just think it's better and I'm more prepared for it. Uh, so last week we got a little bit of engagement on social medias after clipping and and, and talking gross behavior to, uh, uh, about South Carolina. Uh, I just wanted to actually flip the script and say the Fan Upstate, which is the Twitter account that kind of started the hubbub and got Shane Beamer to respond, doubled down uh, as of two days ago. They retweeted a week ago at Coach S. Beamer fired from the hip and implied the fan upstate was lying. He or USC could have reached out in a professional way, but didn't. All of the information we shared is sourced and accurate. Shame on him. Grow up. And I, I just want to bring it to my five-year-old. I have a five-year-old who's very big. We took his iPad away last week. And, <laughs> and that because he had two strikes against him. And you all know three strikes and he's out. But we, he started watching a lot of Disney Plus, and one of the movies he's watching is Frozen. And if I I needed to get this out for everybody, but let it go, <laughs> let it go. You let brought it, it home. I didn't have no idea where you were going. I knew so, exactly where you were going. Well, hold on a minute, because I I don't know that I'm clear here, Casey. Who is your genius of the week, exactly? My genius of the week is Mark Ryan and the fan upstate. <laughs> Okay. Here in Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina, which is where I'm looking out my beautiful hotel window right now. I just want to know if people are as brutal to like them as they were to us, because we got. I've never been called the names I was called last week online. Listen, I, I just finished Branch. our PR tour today, so <laughs> Olive Branch, South Carolina fan, Olive Branch, and this is coming from a Clemson alum. Who's was trying? Who's was trying to be Olive Branch? Who's was trying to be Peacemaker? And I remember my favorite tweet of the whole interaction was who saying, I keep trying to be nice and I'm absolutely failing. <laughs> That's the story of my life. I'm trying to be nice. I'm failing miserably. So I should probably quit. <laughs> and I didn't help you with, with stoking the fire. With that. Yeah, it was good. I got things settled down and then Casey sweeps in, you know, minutes later to search up again. So that was good. Honestly, it probably never would have gotten to the extreme level it had if I hadn't just added the girl that decided to, like, call me an attention whore. I was like, all right, I'm going for you now. I woke up and chose my good, good times. Lessons yeah. learned. Lessons, Lessons learned. learned is right. I would do it again. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody learned anything. Come on. 
All right, Joy, who do you have for Genius of the Week this week? Hey guys, I think y'all are going to be really proud of me because I'm going to make fun of my own school and my own people because it came out today that LSU overpaid Brian Kelly $1 million <laughs> because they were paying him personally and his LLC at the same time and just now caught on. Well, so Brian I'm, Kelly didn't catch on? Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. He did happen to donate a million dollars to LSU this year. So I'm sure that was probably a little bit like, I'm that sure that was a version of, of an olive branch. But I just don't know how you don't catch on to the fact that you're paying double what you're supposed to be paying. I, I just, I don't really know. Like, we never claim to be good at math. We've never been a mathematics school we can count to 10 because that's how many yards it takes to get a first down. But like that, that's about it. So <laughs> I just, I don't know how you do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to poke fun and make fun of my own school for a second. Because we've how, how would it be to be Brian Kelly and be like, Hey, is that a million? Do I have a million dollars too many or not? I'm not quite okay, sure. In his defense, I don't think Brian Kelly's like sitting at home checking his bank account. Like I'm sure he has. He's, he's too food. busy dancing, obviously to be sitting. Yeah. Home checking his bank Are you saying Brian Kelly's not paycheck to paycheck? <laughs> Correct. You're not waiting for that uh, third that Friday morning. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's sitting here going like deposit. <laughs> I don't think he's sitting here going like it's the fifteenth time for payday. What <laughs> credit card gets paid to this month? Goals. All right, MBG. Who's your nominee? Well, my nominee this week is a gentleman posting on the Auburn Rivals board, the bunker. Back in December of this year, there was a poster named Mike CB22. And he apparently isn't really all that enamored with um, Mr. U Freeze. And he said this at that time, I'll eat a gigantic white dog crap if we sign a single five star this year. Well, guess what happened this week? <laughs> One of Auburn's signees got upgraded by rivals to a five-star. So everybody on the board started calling this guy out. Hey, it's time to pay up and eat some white dog crap. And he is defiant and is not going to live up to his bet. Many, many posters trying to get him to pay up. And Mike will not do Does it. Does he have to eat it or just like lick it like in Step Brothers? Because that, you know, well, that might be a happy meeting, right? I there's that big difference in the two. He, he did say eat. I mean, I don't know what I choose. <laughs> but just, I was educated by someone. I tweeted this out and someone responded to the tweet. And I guess trying to defend Mike saying he couldn't find any white dog crap because apparently dog crap doesn't turn white anymore. That was from too much calcium in the dog food. They fixed it. So apparently Mike wouldn't be able to find any white dog crap. If he wanted to, so maybe he, I should give him more credit. I don't know. I don't Did know. you just say powdered sugar? <laughs> Can you make it white? Is what I was just trying to make it more delectable. I don't know. So when you're out walking around, look for white dog turds. I don't know. Maybe it's true. there's no such thing anymore. I don't know. We've got we have a group project now. All right. All right, to my genius of the week, I'm going with a member of NC State's Pack Pride board who goes by Practically Feral, F-E-R-A-L. Uh, Mr. Feral was very unhappy with the sequence during the NC State-UNC basketball game last week. I don't know if you guys saw this, but UNC guard Leaky Black, one of the best names in college basketball, uh, 
got a flagrant two against Traquavion Smith. It was a hard foul. It didn't look dirty to me, but I mean, it definitely, you know, knocked the guy hard for He got taken off on a stretcher. Ended up being okay. I don't even think he missed a game. I think he, he played in their next game. But Mr. Farrell, despite the fact that everything turned out okay, was looking for a little vigilante justice on the football field. And he posted, I hope Peyton Wilson and the rest of the football team saw that cheap shot. Not that I condone dirty play. Anytime you get a disclaimer like that up front, you know it's going to be good. Not that I condone dirty play, but somebody needs to pay for sending that kid to the hospital. And Drake May looks like as good a candidate as any to me. So this guy, I guess, is advocating for NC State to wait eight months, nine months, whenever NC State and UNC play and take it out on the, on Drake May. So I have two questions. that's my guy this week. Two questions. Yes, sir. Uh, well, one statement, one question. Right? I believe Traquavian was was photographed partying that same night. So I thank God he's he's going to be okay. Is that a and, question? Yeah, he's fine. No, I said one. Yeah. And then my second question is: Peyton Wilson is back for NC State. Hasn't that kid now played eight or nineteen years at NC State? He's been there as long as Kihei Clark has been at UVA. So yes. God, I, I don't know if he's back, but if he is, he's he's definitely in his postgraduate years. He's a dirty SOB. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. They picked him. Tell us All you right, so time to vote. Who do we have this week, guys? Casey, who are you voting for? Uh, MBG. Begrudgingly, but it was the best one. White turds? <laughs> I mean, who beats that? I actually <laughs> think I was going to go with yours, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the delivery or the? I think it was well, my patience for South bad. Carolina fans and how they treated me this week is just play, probably playing into my decision. Well, I appreciate the vote. Anytime. I would. All right. I would have one to one vote one. for who's. MBG. I would have to vote for for you who's. I like yours. I like calls for violence. So. Who's <laughs> the tiebreaker? <laughs> so now. I can be pressure's on a good guy. And vote for joy, and it's a four way tie. But That's you guys know idea. me. So, I'm voting for MBG. Oh, I thought you were going to vote for yourself. No, no. I'm not that much of a villain. I, I, anyone who is debating trying to get out of an obligation to eat a dog turd is that that's a winner in my book. So. Never MBG, say, never say you'll do something you're not willing to do on a message board. <laughs> That's right. Message boarders That's right. do not forget. The really internet funny. lives forever. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. All right. So, MBG, what you got lined up for us this week? Well, as we know, Joy, you, LSU, about to get two new conference mates into the SEC Ugh. with Texas and Oklahoma. It looks like there's still some questions to when they're going to come over. Um, some talk right. that maybe they'll be over next year, maybe 2024. Uh, who knows? But one thing that they were debating on the Texas board, and they, they debate from time to time on the Oklahoma board, is whether or not they're ready to move to the SEC, whether or not they're SEC ready. Yeah. 
And our post, uh, this post comes from a guy on the Horns 247 board named Orange, Orange Blood ATX. And he says this. One thing people often don't consider about our readiness, in quotation marks, is the importance of leaving this trash conference. Instead of playing a conference of teams that live and die by horns down and their whole identity is to hate us, we'll be playing arrogant teams that will be thinking they can steamroll us. Let's not even start on the boost not having Big 12 refs will give us. So apparently... This guy thinks that Texas is going to have an easier time, that they're more prepared for the SEC because they've been everybody's Super Bowl in the Big 12, and all these meanies in the Big 12 are doing horns <laughs> down to them. And then once they get in the SEC, they're not going to have to deal with all these bullies putting their fingers upside down um, and making hand signals. To them. <laughs> That's so, so cute. They almost forgot about that time that Joe Burrow beat them in their own stadium, and Joe Burrow's dad did horns down and horns <laughs> down. And if they think that Big Ten fans have been brutal to them, they are very unprepared. Just the idea of going to the SEC with the idea that, well, you know, thank God we're going to deal with these arrogant fans and you're a Texas fan is just, you know. <laughs> so rich. I don't know if that's irony, but, you know, maybe a lack of self-awareness. And I believe, and I, we talked about this before with officials, no one likes their own officials, but SEC officials get a lot of heat. So I'm not sure leaving the Big 12 to, for the SEC is going to alleviate much of their complaining, if you will, for the officiating. This is what I don't get about Texas fans is I don't know that they understand that the more you complain about people doing horns down is not going to solve your problem. What? The more the more they complain about people doing horns down, the more people are going to do horns down, right? Correct. Or, I do horns no. down now. We're not even playing Texas. I'm just doing it because I'm like hoping someone sees me that likes Texas, and I just offend someone. I could just, just picture like yours coming off the field after he threw an interception, and Sark trying to get an explanation from him. He's like, "Well, psh, there were people up there doing horns down. What do you expect?" <laughs> Yeah, we've heard Arch is a little fragile, so you think he's gonna he he may. If he is, if he is holding on to the playbook like he's holding on to his student ID, they're screwed because he's lost his student ID like three times. And listen, we we all know Arch is gonna be transferring UVA at some point, so you know, this this I'm not really worried about him at Texas. If I say it enough, it's gonna happen, man. You won't have to worry about horns down at UVA. Away from that altogether. Really worry about that's, anything. Man, that's got to be psychologically <laughs> devastating to have someone do that to you. I, I, I have no connection to the school, and it, it triggers me. If someone did that to me in traffic, like I wouldn't know what to do. In Jersey, in New Jersey, we have a different hand salute, but that doesn't trigger me. But the horns down would definitely get me. Yeah, I don't think they realize like they could. It could be worse. It will be worse. I don't think <laughs> yeah, SEC fans are going to hold up one less finger. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be yeah. very hot. Don't you drop Cajuns? We're going to be on our best behavior. <laughs> uh, speaking of the SEC. We got a post here from the Florida board. There's 
Florida, man, they've had they've had quite the off season. Uh, poor poor Billy. Uh, he's poor Billy Bob <laughs> And you know he kind of was flying high there for a minute when they had gotten the commitment from Jaden Rashada, right? I think that was back in November. That kind of made up for some rough waters, and so I think he was everybody was feeling okay, but that didn't last for long. Jaden Rashada asked out of his letter of intent, and so he's no longer going to Florida. And I thought that was an interesting story, and we kind of got to the bottom of it a little bit. Our friend Nick De La Torre from the Florida On3 site kind of gave us a little timeline about this whole Jaden Rashada deal. And, you know, I don't know if you guys heard, but it sounds like based on his timeline that Rashada committed after he had entered into an agreement with the Gator Collective, that they were going to pay him over $13 million over his four years at Florida. And he was originally committed to Miami. So obviously when they got that offer, he flipped to Florida. And then according to Nick De La Torre, shortly after that deal was done, it became apparent to Rashada that Florida didn't have the money to pay him or that this collective didn't have uh, the money to pay him. And so, obviously, Rashada, at that point, asked out of his letter of intent. And so that's the context for this particular post. And this guy thinks that maybe this was all done intentionally to sabotage Miami. Scandal 08, he says, conspiracy theory. We knew we couldn't pay Rashada, but we did take him away from a main rival. Sure, we also got screwed, but might as well take an enemy down while we're at it, right? My my first thought here was, is Miami a main rival to Florida? No, just in state. Yeah, I mean, I think they all just hate all each I think they all just hate each other. They do. They don't really play. It's not like a Florida, Florida state, but mm-hmm. still a rival. So they're willing to jet. They're willing to jeopardize their entire reputation just to screw Miami on one one quarterback. Right. Yeah. Also, would like, that have worked better if you would have actually paid him? Because now he can still go to Miami. He can go wherever he wants now. Right. So, like, what that plan doesn't really make any sense. I mean, I understand this is a Florida board, so not a whole lot does make sense. But that doesn't really add up. Well, this I don't, is what I don't know if Skindle really understands 3D chess. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't read the topic that he called that 3D chess that Florida was playing. I, I, yeah. I'm more confused. And normally, uh, they, I, I run to these topics that say conspiracy theories because I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Same. This wasn't even a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. This was like mediocre at best. This is why I find the whole thing fascinating is, and who's, you being an attorney, you you probably have the same thought process, but I'm just waiting for somebody to sue somebody over one of these NIL deals, contracts, right? Whether oh, it's yeah. the co- yeah. a collective suing a student athlete or <clears throat> the athlete suing the collective for not following through. Um, but I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. Line, wondered... they, they promised him money they didn't have, and they didn't, didn't have the commitments for it, right? I mean, that's what it sounded isn't like. That right. what, isn't that what Colorado just did with Dion? <laughs> Isn't that what Miami has done with their some of their players? It's crazy that you're going to take them away from Miami, but Miami has defaulted wrong term probably on some of their recruits too. 
And that's why I'm not that worried about this whole NIL thing spiraling out of control is, I mean, I mean, I think all these uh, failed commitments and people not being able to honor the, the NIL and the athletes maybe not being able to honor their side is that it's going to all come crashing down once a couple lawsuits get filed. Um, yeah. Do, do you think and, and this whole thing is figured out? Do you think Rashada ends up at Harvard because of their large endowment that we talked about <laughs> previously? I mean, unless Elon comes through for Rutgers, right? Yeah, we could see him at Rutgers. I'm guessing we're going to see him at Colorado. But will he All wear right. 69 and musk <laughs> on the back? Can a quarterback wear Probably 69? Not. We did go visit Colorado, though. Yeah. MBG, like that's not far fetched. I don't yeah. think it is. But Dion's kid is the quarterback. Correct. For at least a year, if not two. I know Rashad is a rising senior, but oh, the did, drama. Um, did you guys know today was National Florida Day? No. Oh, yeah. give it. So, guess what I us. did? Have you all ever checked out the Florida Man uh, Twitter account? Yes. No, but I've oh, Googled. It- Florida man. Uh, yeah. So this is these are four headlines from the Florida man account just from the last 24 hours, just to give you an idea of, <laughs> of what's going on down there. Florida man phoned in bogus fire shooting, smeared his feces in patrol car. Florida man broke into a store and defecated on the floor. Florida man drove his SUV into a dentist's office. And just because we're fair and balanced here, Florida woman barricades herself in Gainesville home after threatening to cut off Florida man's penis. So gives you some more insight into what's Wait, going on. Down it, you said down they defecated on the floor. Is that, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Can we verify the color? Because we have an right? fan that needs to eat. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's depends on his calcium intake. Right. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Exactly. Exactly. That's interesting that it's Florida Day because we read yeah. the post from Florida and talking about a conspiracy theory with uh, Miami. And now I've also got a Florida State post. I didn't Ooh, even know it was National Florida Day uh, when we put these together. But this one's a doozer. Man, I've heard this. I've heard people kind of s- hint around about this idea before, but I've never seen anyone actually put pen to paper <laughs> and put it on the Internet. So this is from War Chant, which is the Florida State on Three site, and a poster named Dayland Knoll 92. And the thread topic kind of says it all. He says, why not cut women's sports? Not women's <laughs> sports, women's just sports. One. I, don't, I don't know if he's just talking about tennis or golf or uh, what he's talking about here. And he starts his post out this way so you know it's going to be good. Hear me out on this. <laughs> Why not cut women's sports to reallocate funds just to football? Not trying too harsh here, but the reality is women's sports don't bring in any money. We can use those funds to assist with NIL deals, stadium upgrades, and add more of a salary pool to coaches, support staff, etc. If FSU is going to hang with the big boys, sacrifices have to be made. FSU is a football school again. Time to get serious. One reason why I thought this was so funny is, do you guys guys know the history of Florida State? 
it was a woman's school, was it not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it first started, I think it was like back in the early 1900s, it was a woman's college, strictly for women. And now apparently this guy wants them to do a total 180 and cut all the women's sports, women's sports, and apparently just have a football program. I don't know. Well, it's yeah. it's funny, and it's not the ha-ha variety here when he talks about women's sports not making any money. Uh, even at Florida State, baseball does not make any money. Uh, they have cross-country, doesn't make any money. Golf, nope, they actually pay a lot for golf to play. Swimming and diving, tennis, and track and field don't make any money either. So those are what they call non-revenue sports. So before you put pen to paper to land, Noel 92, do some flipping research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least my, say my don't. Note. Casey has a prop that he's using to show his outrage right now. <laughs> but my notes were on there. I got to pick them up. <laughs> uh oh. Casey's going to go off script here. I mean, there's the minor Title IX issue, which, you know, I don't know if we want to get into, but you can't really do what Deland is, is saying they should do. And the other piece of this is I'm, I'm going to quibble with his premise here, which is that Florida State is a football school. Florida State is a women's soccer school. Yes, it is. They've won, they've won national championships 2014, 2018, 2020. They've won three since when did FSU win last time in football? 2013? The last time in fact, I don't, think I don't think they've won a men's natty since 2013. They've got four women's national championships since then. So, yeah. They are the new North Carolina of women's soccer. Yeah, man. Yeah. They really are. I mean, they're, they're, they're like a mini dynasty. Softball team's top 10 every year. Like the, Softball won it in 2018. Yeah. And, let, and football sucked until – I mean, they were good this year. But yesterday. They, yeah. Give me, and did basketball. That, I mean, did that post have any upvotes whatsoever? Well, it has yeah. a, an angry face, a thumbs up, and a <laughs> – looks like an embarrassed face, face shocked face. <laughs> There's definitely a thumbs up in there. Yeah, when I tweeted this out, he didn't really get a lot of support, at least in my timeline. Although I will say there were some. No matter how crazy there's a, always a be post is, like, there's always a handful of, well, he's not wrong uh, responses uh, right. <laughs> in, in my timeline. No matter how insane it is. And this had a handful, um, but for the most part, there weren't a lot of people on board with Dalen Knoll's idea here of just cutting women's sports. I don't know if you know this, but um, the and, and it, it's it's the land, not to correct oh. you, MBG. But I just want to I want that I'm saying it for a reason. The land is a suburb, and I'm using air quotes here of Daytona Beach. Not exactly the smartest people in the world. That's how I'll say it. Uh, these thoughts are probably legitimate for this guy, but and he probably wasn't a fan the last six years. It's one of those areas. It's a nice, nice area, but a little rural, if you will. <laughs> I'm not defending the guy. I know people from Deland. <laughs> well, I had to include this Casey, because it was so honest, ridiculous. Is this you, Casey, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife would kill me. I would too. <laughs> that that part as well. 
It does tie into the MBG. You know, there's a subset of people who think that you go on message boards and write these posts yourself, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to confirm is... or deny that I am Dalen. <laughs> How do you say that, Casey? Duh. Duh. The, like the, the land. The land. You may or may not be the land. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I don't know how many posts he's got, but you know, could be. Many, I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. All right. Well, we haven't talked a lot of basketball on this podcast for obvious reasons, um, but it's basketball season's in full swing. So I thought maybe we could uh, try to talk a little basketball as well. So I got a post here from a Yukon board. Obviously, if we're going to talk about UConn, it's going to be basketball. <laughs> this is a guy from UCAN, or a poster named UCAN UConn. And he said this. You know it's going to be good. The first sentence is great. This isn't, a this isn't a politically correct thing to say, but my 20 years on this board has earned me the right to say it. So you know it's going to be a doozy. He says, it's been a while since we had a great American-born Caucasian player come through. Tyler Harrow and Gordon Hayward aren't exactly burden Stockton. So those are the kind it. of statements you get. That's, that's it. But those are the kind of statements you can make when you put in 20 hard years on, on the boneyard. When you have to post your bona fides on a message board, I mean, that's next level, is it not? He does get three thumbs downs, according to my screenshot. But it's like the idea that he's been holding this in for 20 years, right? Like he's just been counting down the days until he's allowed to be politically incorrect. But does he have a point? Are we, <laughs> do we really need some some good Caucasian-American-born basketball players because John Stockton is the last one we can remember? Nothing gets middle-aged white dudes more excited <laughs> than when there's some white gunner who comes out of nowhere. Like, remember Jimmer? Like, oh, Jimmer for don't, every like fifty-five. Don't get me started on dude. Jimmer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know I brought him. I up call for, him. I brought him up for a reason, MBG. <laughs> I, I call him James because I'm not calling a grown man Jimmer. <laughs> I just call him James for dead. No, no one the should first ever call name, him Jimmer. The first name I had was Adam Morrison, and then I was like, "Oh no, I'm using Jimmer." <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh. We have Tyler Hansborough. Is that not enough? Oh well, well. Look, I found on I found on Reddit. I found on Reddit someone put together a all white, all American, all NBA first team, second team, and third team. I don't know how deep you guys want me to go. Deep. Not that deep. I, I think I just want the third team. Okay, I'm going to tell you the third team, and you tell me what what are these names you recognize. Garrison Matthews, Duncan no. Robinson, Corey Kispert, Mike Muscala. You got to go deep if you're using Mike Muscala <laughs> in the third team. I don't even know if he's still playing. And Mason Plumley. I know you guys I know him. Know okay, now I need well, I mean, you, could be, you could do three teams of Plumleys, though. Though, so you know <laughs> that one. I'm not sure that should even count. So second team. Okay, Peyton Pritchard, Grayson Allen. Kevin Warren, Pat Connaughton, Whoa. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know what this guy's whining about. That's Who was that team, team meeting? 
Who were who was those ten people beating of any level of basketball? I'll bring my high school and beat those. Honestly, guys. LSU basketball is really trash this year, so maybe them. Can we pause for a second? That Joy excitedly yelled, "Grayson!" <laughs> no one should ever, no, ever, that. That's yell just that crazy name, people. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, that's disappointing. It really is. <laughs> Guess what? That's probably like the third most disappointing thing I've done this week. Look, so, I, tonight. <laughs> tonight. Do we still got at least one post to go? Wait, who's the first team? Oh, first. Oh, now team. you want to know the first team? Okay, let's yeah. buzz through them real quick. Alex Caruso, Tyler Harrow, Luke Kennard, Max Struss, Kevin Love. I know four of the five of the first teamers. I think the second team would beat the first team. Yeah, they yeah. got Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Grayson Allen, duh. Grayson Allen can trip dudes. <laughs> he just knocked him <laughs> out. So, you know, I don't know what this UConn fans are worried about. We got plenty of great uh, American-born Caucasian. Yeah, yeah we got I, Mike Mascala, Corey Kispert. <laughs> I mean – I think I think we're I think we're good. Brian Scalabrini would like a word. Oh, the Red Mamba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the only name I could like. Literally came from within. Right. I don't even know. Right. I'm still playing. I clearly could just start naming, you know, Kyle Guy, Todd Jerome. You know, there's a bunch of bunch of guys who maybe weren't all Americans, but. I would put way above Grayson Allen for this is for your UVA fans. Pete McLaughlin. (laughs) That's right. Pete. (laughs) Pete Maravich. No, no, Joy. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's move on. We got one. Let's finish it off with one more basketball post. This is from the Kansas board. You know, Kansas has had a bit of a rough run. Lately, they've dropped three straight, and they got Kentucky coming up. So, obviously, Kansas fans are not pleased. So, after the Baylor game the other night, there was a fan on the fog who posted this. He says, Self is complacent with two titles. It's pretty clear that Self isn't trying anymore. His belly size and our performance on the court shows it. So, apparently, Bill Self, after winning the national championship last year and going 16 and four so far this year has just mailed it in. <laughs> you can tell by his belly. I mean, listen, we, we talked about the fat coach Renaissance weeks ago, right. In football, I mean, maybe it's happening in basketball. Yeah, Although yeah, go ahead. Cause this is exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> you don't see a lot of fat basketball coaches. Who's the one that comes to mind immediately? Rick Majerus. Well, Rick Majerus. <laughs> can can I tell you guys? This, can I tell you a story about my running with Rick Majerus? Rest in peace. Was because yeah, I had because when I thought when you think of Rick Majerus, you think he's just some jolly old fat guy, right? Seems kind of funny. So they used to come. They used to come play up at Utah State and the student section at Utah State. I, Joy, I know. People think you just didn't have a basketball program, but they do. <laughs> and like the very first row of the student section, like you can touch the guys who are throwing the ball in and you're floor level. So we used to go early 
and they played Utah there one year with Coach Majerus, and we were standing on the floor just heckling all the Utah players as much as we could. And I looked over, and Rick Majerus is like 10 feet away from us just staring at us. And I think he's like going to break character and kind of laugh or giggle. He just sat and stared at us, didn't say a word, just evil-eyed us. And I thought for sure uh, he was going to come after us. I didn't say a word after I saw he was staring at us. I just kind of crawled back in my shell and sat back in my seat and stopped heckling everybody because I did not want Rick Majerus to beat me up. Even though he's like 5'8", 420. You know what he was notorious for, right? Like in the The locker room and stuff. The towel? Getting naked. Yeah, he got oh, yeah. naked all apparently all the time. Like he'd be talking to like a recruit or something. It just like drops towel and get in the shower. Yeah. The old man at the gym guy. Yeah, he he had old man at the gym confidence. That's exactly right. <laughs> the thing that I love about this post or MBG story really is we got spitballs to who was it that you spitballed it right in the eyes? The quarterback. Trent Dilfer. Rick Majerus wanted to beat you up. He did. And circle time with recruits. I mean, yeah. There's, I, we are, we are just dipping our toes in the water. The MBG it's six story. degrees of MBG, right? We yeah. can connect any sports figure somehow <laughs> to MBG. Well, I think I've I've already exhausted my story, so I don't really have any more <laughs> celebrity run-ins. I rode in an elevator one time with Rihanna, but that's the only other story I got for you. But what? I'll save that for another time. No, right. we, we we have to pace these out. He's only got four, and we've yeah, already heard three. <laughs> yeah, we're only on episode fifteen. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find a message board post that has to do with Rihanna next week because we're not just not talking about that. So, uh, I actually did some some research for this post, and I'll I'll preface this by saying I did a Google image search for that basketball <laughs> coach. You know who the third photo was that came up? Mark Mangino. <laughs> <laughs> he coaches just the basketball? Huh? Is he no, he just came up. I just fat and coach, I guess he just came up. Um, who else? But came I was up? I was trying to think of like it, it is different for football though, right? Like I was trying to think of a Mount Rushmore of fat basketball coaches, like Majerus is on there. The only guy I can think of now is Huggy Bear. Have you guys seen that's him? Gonna, that's what I was going to say. He seems a little thick. I mean, he's he's dressing like an 85-year-old woman who's, you know, walking miles at the mall. I don't know if you've seen the track suits he's been rocking lately. But, but yeah, like, who else is on there? They, well, I he, see Ed Cooley, they're saying, is fat. I wouldn't even consider. Well, he's bigger, but he, I wouldn't Well, he lost, like, 100 pounds, though, didn't he? Yeah, he was right that. now. Yeah. Raleigh Massimino yeah. back in the day, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, John Thompson, no. Brad Underwood from yeah. Illinois lost a lot of weight. Like, I, that's, yeah, it's tough. These are tough. Uh, uh, you guys so, don't know the same. You, Utah State had a coach named Stu Morrill, who was a big man. You're um, right. We didn't know. Well, he's a legend. Wait, but, they have um, a basketball program? Yeah, they do. Joy. They actually do. In fact, the last time we played LSU, we beat LSU. Just let me remind you of that. <laughs> I was like three or four years ago, Joy. Really? Yeah. After the uh, show, I was still up. late era. We were still we were we were cheating and losing. That's why I got fired. Exactly. Yeah, you were cheating and losing to Utah State. Clemson alum. Who? Will Wade. Wow. I, I picture basketball coaches. I picture like 
you know, Rick Pitino, Calipari, like slick guys. Yeah, kind of thin, slick, suit. Killing me with this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'm a lot of fat slobs. <laughs> so I was I was talking to my buddies about this today because I actually I crowdsourced this trying to get who's, some. Uh, some I'm names. just really proud of you because I think yeah. that's the first time in the whole podcast that you've said. I was talking to my buddies because <laughs> this comes up every podcast. <laughs> Because they're, they're my boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I love it. So they're great we, stories. We were, we were trying to figure out, like, because they were saying, well, it seems like basketball coaches kind of hold it together, right? A little bit better than football coaches do. And one of them said, yeah, you know, it's maybe it's because they're on camera more or something like that. And this is a quote from a text message that I got that this is from my friend, Dr. Djen. He said, uh, Leonard Hamilton, who's the coach at FSU, his, the, the theory today was if they were in other careers, they would just let themselves go. And this, his text was Leonard Hamilton will be an absolute house if he ran a Tallahassee State Farm franchise, which I don't know why, but that just freaking killed me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, um, but you just don't you don't see a good fat basketball coach anymore. I guess Ricky Harris <laughs> and, and now Bill Self. I mean, he's gonna carry the torch, I guess. That's right. He just doesn't, he just doesn't care anymore. Well, they're clearly in a in a spiral with yeah. only 16 of 20 wins. You know, they're only at 80% win percentage. Right. Yeah, and their three their three losses that they had in a row were all against. And my math is wrong. Well, I mean, their their losses were against Kansas State, who was 13, TCU, who was 14, Baylor, who was ranked 17. Two of those three on the road. I mean, right. Certainly, Baylor, that's man. panic time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Join Utah State and just fold your program. Yeah, exactly. Intramurals. <laughs> I hope I hope we play it. Well, I say I hope we play LSU in the NCAA tournament, but I know LSU won't be there. So. PG. Charters, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, for sure. I just did. I just did finger guns. I played <laughs> what someone asked, okay. and now somehow you're mad at me. Okay, he's I not, mean, he's not mad. He's sad. Yeah. We're just mad about the Duke thing, and it's just bleeding over into other <laughs> other areas. <now. laughs> Can I just say how it, how refreshing it is that um, a message board poster wanted to talk about like a, a like male coach's weight? Like ninety eight percent of the time, it's like that sportscaster, that female sportscaster is really putting on the pounds. So it's really refreshing that we just came on here and looked up the fattest male coaches in college basketball. It was really – it was good for my soul. I needed that. It's I did a solid 30 minutes of research today, man. That's yeah. I spent more time on this post than I did any of them. Looking up fat guys. that there were not. Yeah, looking up fat guys. <laughs> I want to see the targeted ads you start getting on Google now that you've been searching fat old guys. I'm not good about remembering to go private, yeah. The coach's box isn't very big. They don't have that much room. That's true. That's true. That's all I brought, guys. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Losers.